Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin. I'm excited to be here with you today. And I am here with two very good friends, Caitlin Caffrey and Abby Nickel. And love both of these girls. Um, Girls, thanks for joining us today on the Switch Leader Podcast. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Um, And hey, so um, I want to be able to talk with you guys um, a little bit. I'm really excited about the topic that we're going to cover today. But first, I want to have an opportunity to get to know you a little bit. And so um, if you would take just a second and kind of fill us in, help us know what you do, who you are, help us to get to know you. Yeah, I am Caitlin and I am one of the content developers, content writers for Switch um, and have been on the team for about six months now pretty excited about it. Awesome. I also have the privilege of being a switch group leader at our campus at Northwest and it's the best. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Some would say the best campus. I'm sorry. All of you other campuses hearing are offended by that, but that is also the campus I'm at and I get to hang out with Caitlin. And so we get to say that about ourselves. Um, Yes, we love having Caitlin on the team. Abby, how about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am a recent high school graduate. I graduated in May of this year, and I had the privilege of growing up at Life Church Northwest Oklahoma City, the Come best on. campus. Um, and growing up in Switch, I got to have lots of opportunities to serve, um, mostly serving on the worship team, and I'm continuing to do that now. And I'm also a freshman in college. Awesome. You made it through high school. I you did. did it. Praise God. You did. I mean, now, right now, now you have to do, you know, the other things, college right. and more, more school, but more school. you made it through the first part. Yeah. Yes, I did. Hey, so, um, Hey, so first something that we do on the podcast is we love to answer questions. We love to do Q and a, um, questions from switch leaders throughout the church. And so today we're going to ask a question, um, that we've heard from a switch leader. If you are listening and you have a great question and you're thinking like, man, nobody's asked my question and I'd love to hear it answered then just email us at switch at life.church. And we would love to have the opportunity to include your question in the podcast, because if it's something you're asking, there's a good chance it's something that others are asking as well. So here's a question. Um, How do you lead the students who act like they want nothing to do with switch? How do you lead the students who act like they want nothing to do with switch? Would love to hear um, one of your thoughts on that question? Yeah, so I can go. Here's my thoughts on that question. Students who act like they want nothing to do with Switch, chances are it is for at least part of it actually an act. <laughs> and uh, there you go. so what, so my thoughts are Continue to show up and know that seeds are being planted. Remind yourself of that truth that though the though the mask is on, though the veneer, though the act is being portrayed, that they want absolutely nothing to do with what's going on. Sometimes those are actually the kids who are paying the most attention. <laughs> um, that's good so point. clue into that. Um, they may not be into Switch yet, but they are into something. So find that point of connection and make that time about building that bridge. So, okay, maybe they're not into Switch, but they're into, 
I don't know, music. So every week they're coming in, they're coming in with their earbuds in. I'm going to make a point to say, hey, what are you listening to? Here's what I've been listening to this week. And we're just going to build a little bit of that connection every single week. I'm going to keep showing up, know that seeds are being planted and yep, it'll pay off in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. I think students and just people in general like to be around people that appreciate them and they like to be around people that care for them. So whether they're coming to switch for a message and a presentation of the gospel, or they're coming just because there's people there that want to know them and want to take an interest in them, at least they're there, you know? And so I think when you're, when, like you said, when you're showing up and you're loving them well, they're going to find a place there. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Absolutely. I, I, it does. It makes me think like if a student shows up and they're acting like they want nothing to do a switch, if I'm being on like to a degree as a small group leader, you can be like, yeah, I don't, that doesn't really affect me much because I don't really need you to, to want something to do a switch. I just need you to know that I want something to do with you. Right. Yeah. So it's just like what you all are saying yep. is our goal doesn't need to be like, I need to convince them that switch is the best thing ever. Right. That's not, that's actually not at all what your goal should be. Your goal should be, I need to make sure they understand that I think they are the best thing ever. Like that mm-hmm. I am going to show up and in ways that have nothing to do with switch. They're like, if they tell me they have a basketball game, I'm going to show up at their basketball game. And yep. even though they thought switch was, they were like, man, I don't want to be a part of switch. When you show up and, and you show them like, I'm for real, like I'm here it sends a completely different message. It helps them understand this is bigger than switch. Like this is a relationship, you and me. So hey, that that is a great question. Thank you for sending that in. And like I said, if you have questions, anybody else listening that you're thinking you got a great question, um, anything at all, send it to switch at life.church. And we would love um, to have the opportunity to discuss that on the podcast. Now, uh, we're going to, that question actually is great. It sets us up for the conversation that we're wanting to have. And I'm really excited about this topic today because I think that it's even something that I think we've got people probably on two different sides of the aisle that both think they're really, really right on this topic. And it's totally fair. And it makes sense how they could think that. So here's here's the idea. Here's what we're going to discuss. Does it matter if I'm relevant? Does it really matter if I'm relevant? Now, if you're hearing this and right now you're thinking it absolutely matters if you're relevant, if you're not wearing skinny jeans, you're not making a difference, Mm. then you like, honestly, like that might be where you're at. You might be going like, listen, if you're not on TikTok, what's wrong with your life? Then you, you might need to keep listening. Now, if you're on the other end of the aisle and you're going No, it doesn't matter at all. We are followers of Jesus and Jesus called me to be me. Like he made me who I am and I just need to be who I am. And if me being who I am means I still wear bell-bottom jeans, then that's exactly who I'm going to be. Now, listen, I'm going to be honest. I actually am not positive what bell-bottom jeans look like. I just know (laughs) that it was something from a really long time ago. And so like, what you know, you might be in this place that you're going like, I am just supposed to be me. You don't have to be relevant. You just have to be real. Then you also need to keep listening. Okay, so I'm excited about this conversation because I think that uh, I think it's going to be a really, really good one. I think that it's going to be one that we will have a lot of switch leaders that go, man, 
that was perspective that I needed and I just hadn't quite thought about it that way. And so, um, Abby, I want to I want to start with you. You were a switch student up until last year. You um, are you know, you were plugged into switch, very, very active in switch for a long time, had had great small group leaders. I would love to hear your thoughts and maybe even a little bit on how this topic personally affected you through those relationships with your switch leaders. Could you share a little bit with us about that? Yeah. So. I think first and foremost, we have to kind of understand what relevance can look like as leaders. It doesn't necessarily mean understanding pop culture and being up to date on all the trends. I think relevance in a leadership capacity is making what is important to your students important to you. Here we go. It's good. And so for me, my switch leaders were very consistent in caring about what I cared about whether that was like things that I was going through in school, they weren't in high school. They probably couldn't care less about what was happening in my Spanish two class, but because I was dealing with it, they decided to take an interest in it and provide wisdom in all of the areas and the things that I was experiencing. And so I think for me, a big one was like time management. Mm. I was super busy in high school and I felt like every week they'd be like, Abby, how was your week? And I was like, I'm busy. I'm just so busy all the time. And they really broke it down. Abby, what are you busy with? How can we help you with that? Maybe let's look and see what I did in high school, how I managed busyness, because I was in the same boat five, six years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so whatever I was dealing with, they met me where I was and they took an interest in what I was dealing with. And because mm -hmm. they did that, they showed me that they loved me and that they cared that. about me. And it led to even greater relationships with my switch leaders because they were making what was relevant to me relevant. To excellent. Them. I love you also shared with me. Tell us what you were telling me earlier about your brother, your little brother. Yes. So my little brother's name is Noah and he is a freshman in high school um, and he's a switch student currently. And last year, right before I graduated, I was sitting in the car with Noah, taking him home from switch. And he's just grinning from <laughs> ear to ear in the car. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? What is happening right now? And he's playing on his phone and he looks at me and he goes, my switch leader, Corey, is playing chess with me on like the iPhone yes. game pigeon games. Come on. And I can promise you, Corey does not care right. about chess. He, but he cares about Noah and Noah Come cares on. about chess. And so they were playing chess together. And it meant so much to Noah to know that his switch leader liked to have fun with him and that he wanted to be there for them, but also just that they, they could have right. a good time together. And Corey took an interest in him and it meant right. so much to my, him. My guess, I know Corey and my guess is Corey, if you're listening, my guess is that you lost that game and that you're probably not even good at chess, <laughs> but you're a good person and, and we love you for that. Um, Hey, so Abby, I love that. I love getting to hear your perspective Caitlin, how about you? What what would you add here? Yeah, so I'm I'm a writer. I'm a content developer, as I mentioned. And here's something that I know. I know that what I do is pointless and selfish if I don't know my right. audience. And I think that that's something that I actually learned from God. God shows us the importance of knowing our audience from literally page one of the biblical story. Because in the beginning, God created everything, and it was in an act of love, and he called it good. 
And what, what scripture tells us is that he knew us before he laid the foundations of the earth. And so he set up the world in such a way to foster connection with us. So the more I know someone, the more I can connect with them. And I think that's how this ties into all of us as switch leaders. Do we know our students? Do we know the kind of things they walk through? Do we know the voices that are loudest in their lives? Do we know the things that they enjoy? And I think the pitfall here is like, it's not about becoming experts in a particular thing. Like, again, Corey doesn't have to become a grandmaster at chess. <laughs> it's not about becoming experts so that we can like predict the future or like, I don't know, be like 12 billion steps ahead of our students down the road. But it's about having a frame of reference so that we can be all in in the present moment. Absolutely. That's so good. Um, how about you? If you think back, mm-hmm. um, I know that, you know, you, you likely grew up uh, in having influencers in your life as well. Not likely. We all grew up having influencers in our life. It just depends what they looked like. Right. So yeah. did, did this affect you in any way? Like, did you have someone similar to what Abby experienced? Yeah, I um, was super blessed to be able to have a mentor all the way through high school, into college, into adulthood. Um, and her name is Miss Jen. So shout Come out. Come on, Miss Jen. Jen. I'm so incredibly thankful. We love you, Miss Jen. Good Lord. Um, yes, we love you, Miss Jen. <laughs> what a champion. Um, she She came into my life as my small group leader in ninth grade. And I think the, the, the thing that made her stand out so much to me was she made an effort to understand what I was going through in each season of life that I was in. And she never had a kid in the same season of life or stage of life as me. Um, and she, and so what stuck out was not that she like tried so hard to insert herself into my stage of life or my story, but she chose to be an active participant in the things that I was doing. She was 100% the leader who would show up at my sports games. She was 100% the person who would like let, let us choose what music we put on in the car. Like she was 100% the person who was uh, like willing to have conversations and pouring into us as leaders. And there is there is no one who injected more confidence in me as a leader because she gave me ownership from like the very beginning of being in her small group as a little ninth That's grader. Awesome. So yeah, I think the thing that stuck out, stuck out the most is she was an active participant in my life, not a passive observer. Uh, so I'm super. That is so good. I, I also I always love when, well, I love when leaders, especially small group leaders, but honestly any influencer in youth ministry, um, no matter what role you're in, in, in switch, you're an influencer, and so you have leader on your back. We put it on the back of your shirt for a reason. Doesn't say volunteer, says leader. So every time you walk into the building, we hope that you feel the weight, responsibility, also the blessing of that. Um, but I love when leaders what you said inject leadership into students that they they help them understand mm-hmm. hey you don't need to wait till you're my age like you can do this right now and part of part of really i would say 
understanding the relevancy of your role is understanding that, hey, you like, mm. don't you want to help them get ahead of where you were in the same season of life? Like as a parent, I want my kids to be light years mm. ahead of where I was at each step, because I just think, hey, mm. I, if this is where I got, surely I can help them get another step further. Like surely I can help them continue on. And I want to be able to do that. And so I love that, that she did that for you. I can tell you, I can tell you guys for myself, I, I also, I grew up in this youth ministry and my, my small group leader's name was Jason Elliott, met him in ninth grade. And he had such a profound influence on my life. Like it's, it's not like, yeah, he was there on Wednesdays, but no, this guy showed up. All right. This guy showed up to ball games. This guy showed up to just anything that mattered to me and my friends that were, they were in our group. It mattered to him. Right. And so whatever that, whatever that looked like to us, it didn't mean that he was always trying to be cool. Like that just wasn't, that wasn't it at all that he didn't, he didn't place this huge value on like, Oh, I'm going to try to say the right things or dress the right way. It was just, he genuinely cared about what we cared about. It was so genuine. And so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, well, it's not fall on the sword. I'm going to just admit my mistakes here. Okay. I am, I said, I'm a youth pastor. I'm a youth pastor youth pastor at the Northwest Oklahoma City campus. And I have been a youth pastor at Life Church for 10 years. And when I began as a youth pastor at Life Church, I was 22 years old. I was actually in my last semester at the time, just finishing up college. Didn't, um, oh yes, I had one kid. No, I was about to have a kid. What a season that was. Boy, very little sleep. Um, but I wasn't far removed from the season they were in the students were in. And so I still really, in many ways, without even trying, um, understood that relevant piece. Like I, I was, I, I, it was re- I was relevant um, and I knew what they were going through. I was interested in many of the things maybe that they were interested in. And so it's not really something that I had to work hard to do. And as the years went on and I started having more kids and my season of life changed and my focus outside um, of myself, of course, like really began to become like, I'm a dad and I'm investing in my kids and I'm like, life is changing. And as that happened, Mm -hmm. I noticed that I was drifting further and further away from what we might call relevance. If, if it's, if that was like the goal, right? Like if the goal was, I'm going to become relevant. Now I realize we still have hopefully listeners right now that are listening, going maybe on two different ends here. Like one of you is like, yes, relevance is everything. And one of you is like, relevance doesn't matter. So keep listening. Um, I am here to admit that as the years went on, I failed that I, as a youth pastor did not place a significant enough interest into making sure that I understood um, what was relevant with the students, uh, in culture today. And, but, but I want to unpack that a little bit and make sure that you understand what I'm saying. I am not saying necessarily that I did a bad job at being cool because that is not something that is, that's just not something that's been a huge value of mine. And it's probably not something that ever will be right. Like it's not, but I'm not sure that that part really matters. I actually, I am pretty sure that that part doesn't matter. Um, what I am saying is that I didn't educate myself well. Like I didn't I didn't make sure that I kept paying attention to what's changing in the culture today. Because the like 10 years ago, just so that we're clear, like the world changes fast. Everybody knows that. But y'all, right now, 
the world is changing at a pace that is hard to like, if you blink, you miss something like it's just so much. It just keeps keeps changing. And I did not do a good job. And I'm a youth pastor. Like I said, this if anybody should have been doing a good job at making sure they were paying close attention, it was me. And I just always thought, you know, I'm I'm a genuine like I am who I am. I'm a genuine person. I try to be real all the time. And because of that, I've I've done a good job of connecting with students in our church. I have good relationships with students in our church. Our students know that I love them and care about them. I'm hoping that Abby can back me up on that. But mm-hmm. but like, you know, like they they know that I love and care about them. But I also found myself oftentimes just thinking like yeah, I'm not I'm not going to put a big effort into trying to be good at the things that they're good at, right? Or trying to know a ton about or be involved in the things that they're involved in. And along the way, because that was my that was my heart, I I really do believe that I began to disconnect from understanding what they were going through. And like you said, Caitlin, mm-hmm. if you can't understand your audience, then how can you influence right. them? Like if you if you don't understand what right. I'm dealing with, then how could you possibly think that you could have an influence on my life? And so I'm kind of sitting here right. in many ways. Um, well, I mean, I'm humbled. Like I, I really am. I think I've been humbled and been um, just kind of had my eyes opened. And um, this is obviously this is something that kind of I be, became aware of a while back and admitted to myself, like I need to do a better job. And as I processed that, I thought, man, this is a topic worth discussing because I know I'm not the only yeah. one that that's in this place. Like, I know I'm not the only one that feels like we potentially missed the mark. Listen, I'm not and I'm not saying I told you guys clothes, what the way you dress and all that stuff isn't everything. But I actually remember years back. I don't know how this has been. This has probably been five years now, probably five years ago. I had two students who were seniors. Their names are Garrett and Joseph. Okay, I was standing um, with them at the front doors of the church, and I have great relationship with these guys. Okay, so they great relationship, great students involved in our leadership, student leadership team, and um, I would say they trusted me, and, and and I probably had some influence in their life. They didn't actually care that much about what I wore, but. I remember I'm standing there and they went, they just started laughing. And I was like, oh man, what's, oh boy, what's going on? And they said, hey, Josh. And I'm like, what? They said, how do you find jeans that are that wide at the bottom? <laughs> oh, so I had boot cut jeans on. All right. And I, I don't know. They were really old. Like, I just don't, I, I was like, I don't want to spend money on jeans. So I just keep whatever, whatever they are. And I, in that moment, I remember thinking, oh, I need help. Like I really... <laughs> I really need help. And and it's so funny now I look back and I laugh. But honestly, I think through that and go, I had influence in those two guys' lives because I knew them really well and had known them for years. But mm-hmm. if I didn't know them really well, and I'm showing up as somebody who wants to be an influencer in teenagers' lives, and I am appearing to be that far disconnected from their culture, then why would they listen to anything else that I have to say. It's Mm. again, it's not about being cool, right? But it is about caring about the culture you're living in and caring about the fact that if I want to be an influence, then I have to know, like you said, I have to know my audience. Right. So 
Caitlin, um, I would love to hear from you. Like at maybe, maybe you have something else to say. So she, anything that you have to share. Um, but, uh, a, a, as you hear that, but then also, um, how do I do this better? Right? So if I'm somebody that's going, all right, like I need to improve here, then how do I improve? Where do I start? Yeah. I think, I think to like pull out some of the nuggets that you just talked us through, like we've got to lean into that tension, <laughs> because there's a tension, there's a juxtaposition that you're kind of setting up here. Because on one hand, we have got to be able to relate to the people that we're trying mm-hmm. to reach. We have to be able to. There has to be a bridge built. Yeah. There has to be a point of connection or else it's just this 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 gap. Um, so we've got to be able to right. relate to the people that we're trying to reach. And then on the other side, what you're saying about you know, like, we don't have to be cool and trendy. Like that's also true. Um, It reminds me of this uh, quote that I saw on social media from this pastor. He said, Gen Z, Gen Zers really aren't looking for cool and trendy leaders to follow. They're looking for honest and authentic ones. And I think understood properly, cultural relevancy is actually a path to greater authenticity. It's that sweet spot between those two points Mm -hmm. of tension um, that actually allows us to be more authentic in the way that we interact and connect with our students. And I think uh, the goal, you might be listening to this and, and, you know, be tempted to swing towards one of those extremes. But I think the goal of this conversation is to to bring more awareness into your leadership, not to force you to assimilate into a culture that you're not actually a part of. (laughs) Right. Want you to be aware of these things, not assimilate to them. It's not about being something you're not. It's about becoming part of the things that are shaping who our students are becoming. That's excellent. Um, and so some of the things that I do to kind of keep a pulse on my audience is if you're not subscribed to the cultural translator, please do it. It is an email that hits your inbox every Friday and just kind of like walks you through like a couple of the big things that are happening in the world. It's, it's so good. It's a really quick read. It takes me like two minutes to read on Friday mornings and, uh, it's super helpful. Also, um, if you are on Instagram, Feed Youth Ministry is a great follow. Um, That's another one that can help you just kind of keep in touch with some of those uh, stats and things going on. Um, Also, I have conversations with people. I have younger siblings um, who are part of this demographic. I have friends who are part of this demographic. And when it's one of my favorite things to do to just like sit down and have conversations about things going on in their, in their lives, in their world, what are they processing? Um, and how can I begin to process those things with them? And then we actually put out a show at switch on YouTube called culture makers guys. I learned so much from this show. It's so helpful because we talk through all of the things that are happening, like current events and culture and music and sports and all that stuff and frame it up in a way that helps us to think about those things more wisely. 
So if you're not watching Culture Makers, start watching Culture Makers. And then uh, lastly, I think just being in community, in a community uh, of, of people, because different people are going to see and hear and be interested in different things. And it helps me become more well-rounded as a person and as a leader, the more people I have speaking into my life and helping shape things that I'm interested in. So those are just a few of the things that I have done to help me keep a pulse on my audience. Um, Abby, Josh, would you add anything to that list? Those are, those are excellent resources. Yeah, I really do think by using resources that you mentioned, like you said, you don't have to necessarily assimilate to what's happening in culture, but students appreciate when their leaders know what they're talking about and they can follow the conversation. And so when you're keeping up to mm-hmm. date on what is happening in a student's world, feel it feels like you care about them because you're working to understand what, what they're seeing and what their frame of reference might look right. like. Um, you're not expected to start wearing mom jeans and put your hair in a middle part, but when you can crack jokes about it, students appreciate it, you know, because it shows that, right. that you care. Right. Absolutely. It's good. Just putting forth, putting forth some effort, being willing to like, like put forth the effort and step into someone else's world. It's, it's, it's like the best leaders are the most humble Mm -hmm. leaders. And that's part of humility is I'm willing to say to, to take a step into your world, even though it takes extra effort on my part. I think students just appreciate that you're trying. And that's a big thing. It shows authenticity. Yep. We invest our time and our effort into what matters most to us. And so if I don't invest my time and my effort into knowing what matters to you, then I'm sending you the message that you maybe don't matter most to me. Um, Abby, you you mentioned yeah. earlier that like time management was something in high school that you were like, that was just a big thing. Like maybe you were stressed because you had so much going on and that your leaders would sit down and go, okay, let's let's talk about it. Like, what are you involved in? Here's something that I hear a lot of people do, um, leaders do. This is unintentional, but it, but it's a it's a way that we can find ourselves that a student goes, I'm just so busy, right? And and they are like they're busy. They got a lot going on. They're stressed about whatever it may be. And as adults, sometimes we find ourselves going, Oh man, you don't even know busy, right? Like you don't believe me. Like when you have this and that and a job and kids and family, and then you're busy. And man, while while I know that we're not intending to like there's no ill intentions there what we're actually doing is is we're shutting down like we're shooting down what they're dealing with and telling them like it's not that big of a deal right. and it doesn't really matter when in, when instead what we should be doing is what mm-hmm. your leaders were doing Abby and what Kenny and Kelly yeah. were doing for you which is going hey then let's talk about it like i you know what i remember being your age and and i remember being pretty overwhelmed but hopefully now that I've, I've got some life under my belt, hopefully I can go back and I can help you deal with what I was dealing with at that time and do it better than I did. And I think that that's so important. And so, um, girls, this has been a great conversation as we're as we're processing through and talking about the overarching idea, which is, does it matter if I'm relevant? The answer is yes and no. Okay, so the answer is yes, it matters that what matters to your students matters to you. 
No, it doesn't matter that yes. you do everything that they do. It doesn't matter actually that you're on TikTok. You don't need to be on TikTok right. if you're not normally on TikTok. So don't just like go create a TikTok and be like, you know what? I'm going to try to be relevant and I'm going to try to be as cool as they are so that I can be an influencer. Listen, you're just going to make yourself look stupid. Don't do that. It's a bad decision. What you need to right. do, though, is when they yeah. start, you need to st maybe study a little bit. Learn, what is it? Like, what's it all about? When they start talking to you about it, take an interest. Care about what they care about, but then continue to be yourself. I love the quote that you shared um, from Shane Pruitt. I'm going to read it again. It says, Gen Z really aren't looking for cool and trendy leaders to follow. They're looking for honest and authentic ones. Be honest be authentic, yep. care about what your students care about. Um, we have youth ministry. Listen, oh. youth ministry. There is no other place in the world that you can have a greater influence on the kingdom than you can have in youth ministry. There, When, when, when people get older and they start oh. to get set in their ways, man, it is hard to mold that clay. Like it is hard to continue yeah. to have that influence. You can. It's just there's so much more stuff to get through. But in teenage years, students are a sponge absorbing what is going on around them. And so we can either continue to allow the world to be what they're absorbing, or we can say, you know what? I am going to have more of an idea of what's going on in their war world so that I can be the influence and we can influence them with a kingdom perspective. And so I, I hope that everyone's feeling challenged. I hope that whatever your perspective was, you feel a little bit challenged to think a little bit outside of yourself and think differently moving forward. Um, Abby, Caitlin, thank you so much for having this conversation with us today. I am, I'm so excited uh, for what's going on in the Switch Leader podcast. We're continuing uh, to, to hopefully help everyone get better. We, as you all know, as you too know, we get better as we have these conversations as we're we're not really yeah. always talking about stuff we're excellent at. Today, I'm talking to you about something that I have had to be challenged in in my own leadership and um, excited to get to continue to do that. So for yeah. those of you listening, please remember, send us topic ideas, send us questions, things that you're thinking, I would love to hear this talked about on the podcast, send it to switch at life.church. Email us at switch at life.church. And thank you so much for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.